Hey, everybody. Is there a hair on your Is that mic? a Remy hair from when you took these mics home with you? Remy, I don't know. He might have gotten into them. <laughs> hey, everybody. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Thank Hello. you for listening. This You are listening to The Stars Were Born podcast starring me, Marley Shepard. And me, Brenna Majette. We're so happy to have you. We've taken, how many weeks? Two weeks off? One week off? One week off. One week off. And we're back. It's a little bit, a little bit, we're busy girls. We're busy girls. Busy, busy girls, but we're doing our best to make time for the pod. And I just like... I get emotional because I love this pub so much and it's like, it's kind of annoying to like make time for it, but once we're here, I mean, to be honest, like yeah. putting, you know, like, oh, I got to go over to Brenna's, we yeah. record, but then we're here and it's like, we have yeah. so much fun. I know, it's great. <laughs> anyway, um, we have a very exciting episode. Yes. Very exciting. About our Queen Taylor. Yes. So what pretty much what we'll tell you the gist. We'll do more of an intro after this, but um pretty much we are gonna have a small little astrology segment and then our big pop culture is just going to be all things Taylor Swift, the new album, Midnights, and we are having a special, special guest, my friend from college, and she was also the my big in the sorority big sister in my sorority Megan McLean so um we'll talk a little bit more about Megan when we have her on the podcast later on but first Marley go phoenixes roll phoenix roll phoenix roll phoenix <laughs> Mr. Feeny anyway <laughs> but first Marley how are you I'm rolling along Roll, you're rolling. You're <laughs> rolling along. I, that's how I kind of feel. Oh my god, you're just rolling. I'm ro- rolling through life, I'm or rolling like rolling through life. I mean, doing doing okay. I am just in such anticipation for your wedding. Oh, that's very sweet. It's so exciting. I know. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 I just I'm not really not doing much. Um, just living <laughs> my life. You know, putting one foot in front of the other. <laughs> This sounds like. What? Are you okay? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Um. Really. I mean. I'm in a good mood despite not having a job still. So it is what it is. So we're doing okay. How are you, friend? I'm doing okay, Marley. Um. I'm just happy to be here. I am also getting really excited about the wedding. Um, also very excited about the honeymoon. Ugh. I'm excited to truly not be doing much the entire month of November. I'm so jealous. Besides like lounging. Yeah. And like, you know, marrying someone. And getting someone. celebrated. And getting celebrated. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Not, this is beside the pod, but like I still want to do a speech for you guys. Oh, okay. When do you want to do that? Whenever I can. Whenever I'm allowed to. Um, do you want to do it 
on the trolley. Yeah, I'll do it on the trolley. On the way down yeah. to the bar. That's actually perfect. That's perfect. Okay. Everyone's going to be hammered. Everyone's not going to pay attention to me. I think it's going to be perfect. We'll all <laughs> make everyone shut the heck up, and then you'll be able to... Okay, stay tuned for, stay my, tuned. for Britta's review of my speech. I'm going to love it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be so emotional that day. Oh, I already know. Girl, aren't, don't, aren't we all? Actually, <sighs> I'll be ovulating. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm... Are you going to be ovulating? No, because I'm skipping. Oh, yeah. We're getting really into it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just don't want to deal with that on my wedding yeah, day, totally you know? Totally feel, totally feel. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Marlene. Yes. What are we re- reading for book club? We, well, I finished um, The oh, yeah, Housemaid. Yeah. The Housemaid. I literally read it in two days, and everyone has been reading it really fast. It's just something, it's hard to put down. Yeah. Really yeah, I actually... It was funny. I was telling Marley earlier today, but um, I am someone who I can like thrillers are like my favorite type of book, and I read them really fast. And they also don't like affect me as much of like as like watching like a scary show or a scary movie. Mm-hmm. So I can read it right before bed. And the day that I said that to our friend Mary Alice, shout out Malls, um, I had a nightmare. You had a night. Can I? Can you tell me what it is? Or is no, it because it's a spoiler. No, it's a spoiler. Oh, well, tell me later. I will tell you afterwards. Okay. But I was in the book. And at part two. I feel two. like I might know. I was in part about. two. No. Okay. 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 I yeah. So it was that. like actually really scary. And anyway, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna end it there. But it was creepy. Um. Well, it was just a dream. Um, oh, no. I, and I'm very excited to continue this book. I'm 80% of the way through, so honestly, I might be able to finish it tonight. I think you definitely could. It's such a quick read. Yeah, it's really quick. But anyway. Um, Anything else you're listening to? I mean, Taylor Swift, obviously. Taylor Swift on repeat. Can't stop listening. I've been really... The podcast that we both listen to, Skinny Confidential, mm-hmm. been listening to them. Yeah, I just listened to the one with Rob Deirdrick. That was a oh, really good one. I love I him. Recommend. Yeah. Did that just He's come like out? He's a really smart guy. Yeah, it just came out. Okay, because I am just now finishing the one with that guy from Kion. Okay, I don't listen to them all. Kion? Yeah. Angelo Keeley? Yeah. Angelo? I really recommend Rob Deirdrick. Okay, that one just came out. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I think that's it. Do you want to get into astrology and have a have a quick little intro? Yeah. And... We, we don't have a lot to say for our intro, but we are just getting right into it. Let's do it. So Because we're just more, us. I'm like so excited about the Taylor Swift I know. part. Okay. We're really going to get into it. I'm so okay. excited. Okay. Hey everybody. hey, everybody. I had to get myself situated. I was fully lying down. Yeah, we had to truly delete the last thing that we just did because uh, she was lounging. I was lounging too hard. Um, all right, so hello, everyone. We're back with your little astrology segment. Obviously, this podcast, we talk about the stars in the sky and the stars on the ground, and we start out with the stars in the sky, and then we'll get into Taylor our Swift. dear star... Taylor. Our North our North Star. <laughs> our only star. Um so 
things just happened on Tuesday and it's gonna bookend with earlier in November. We have eclipse season. We are officially initiated into eclipse season. We love. We love. Total eclipse of love. We do love. Um, it's a little bit rocky, but it always is trying to get you to your destination quicker and, you know, not more peacefully, but it happens. Things, you things get start to happen. You get, you get there. there. The ball is rolling. The ball is definitely rolling. You know how Marley was saying that she's just rolling through life? That's literally That's eclipse, eclipse season. season. Yeah. Um, okay, so our first eclipse it was a solar eclipse, happened last Tuesday, October 25th, and right now, you can go back and listen to our eclipse podcast, where we just deep dive into everything eclipse, but we're coming from last year, we had Sagittarius and Gemini, the axis of them, so those were the themes happening in the last two and a half years. We've been initiated into the Taurus-Scorpio axis of eclipse that will happen for the next two and a half years now, right? Love that. So we're about halfway through now with the Scorpio-Taurus axis, meaning it's going to be themes around instability of finances, material things, versus our emotional inner transformation side. Right? I love that. Yeah, you love that. I love it. Um, okay, so this Tuesday, it was first in Scorpio. It was a solar eclipse, meaning solar eclipse is when we're getting rid of something, we're letting go of something, and then the lunar eclipse is when we're bringing something in. I love that. Brenna mm-hmm. is like doing, <laughs> we're doing hand gestures together. It's um, working. And what's interesting about this last one is it was in Scorpio, and Scorpio is ruled historically by Mars and then by Pluto when we discovered Pluto. Um, So a lot of Mars energy, right? So Mars is like, you know, the energy of war, the energy of conflict, of challenges. So it's going to bring up a lot of versions of conflict in your personal life and on a bigger scale. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we have that bookended with the lunar eclipse, so that is going to be in Taurus, and that's on November 8th, so that's going to be more bringing something in and bringing something in terms of financial material things, but it's going to be a little bit, like, things are shifting and changing in terms of, like, that arena of life. Arena. Arena of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously... Uh, eclipse happen the the solar eclipse happens when the sun or the moon in terms of if it, it's a lunar eclipse gets blotted out um so that it feels really unstable and weird because the sun is kind of like flickering mm-hmm. so like what's going on with life like our life is kind of flickering in a way because like what's going on our light source isn't here um so things might not feel like they always do um an astrologer i was listening to chani 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 Shani. Um, she is a great astrologer and she has a podcast. She has an app. She's great. Um, she recommended to like get grounded, which like obviously we love grounding. It's a little bit cold right now to ground, but just, <laughs> I mean it is. Unless where we in, are. Where we are. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you are. If you're in mm-hmm. Costa Rica right now, go on and get grounded. <laughs> but 
She said it was interesting because she said Scorpio is a lot of times associated with the snake. Mm. And snakes are like, they have their belly on the ground. And so like they're able to feel vibes from, and like energy. (laughs) They're able to feel like energy from like, you know, a few, a distance away. Yeah, that makes sense. Are a lot of snakes blind? I don't know. I don't know snake science. I'm just remembering from Little Bear. Wasn't No Feet blind? I have no idea. Okay. You, you watched a lot of TV as a kid. No, Little Bear was literally my favorite thing was ever. <laughs> you said that about everything? No, Little Bear was like my crap. Okay. Like that was, mm, that was my like, my thing. Little Bear. Did you ever watch Little Bear? <laughs> you say this about everything. You make it sound like I'm No, did you so ever watch weird. Little Bear, though? I'm sure I did. I just can't remember everything. You got mad at me because I didn't know what Chalk Zone was. Okay, well, Chalk Zone was also good. But, no, Little Bear was, like... Little, but Chalk Zone was, like, idol, like, like when you were in, like, sixth to seventh grade. Little Bear was in, like, first to third grade. Did you ever grade. do Franklin the Turtle? Yeah. Hey, it's Franklin. Where was he? Was that, like, PBS? What was that? It's the same as Little Bear. They're where from the same. It, where was that on? Nick Jr. Okay. I think. Interesting. I think so. Yeah. I really liked Franklin the Turtle. I loved Franklin. And I, I think Little Bear and Franklin had a collab. <laughs> it's like when they had the sweet life of, of That's So Raven that, on, no, the, on that's, deck. That's So Sweet Life of, of Hannah, Hannah Montana. Montana. <laughs> that was the world's collided. Epic. The, the world has gone downhill since then. Honestly. <laughs> that it was, was a cultural peak. reset. That was the peak. It really was. Anyway. Um, so anyway, snakes. Vibrations. Vibrations. And we're slowing down. We're like really tuning into the energy around us and less about like what's going on like in like the mind chatter of it all. I love that. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so eclipses always eclipse like a solar eclipse is always a new moon uh lunar eclipse is always a full moon the new moon was in scorpio meaning like material comfort and emotions and then venus is also just turned into scorpio venus ruling pleasure relationships money luxury so both of these were in scorpio meaning like kind of in its detriment kind of an uncomfortable place to be for both venus and the moon and then um the south new note eclipses the whole letting go themes of i mean solar eclipses are letting go of themes and really that's about it that's really all i wanted to say okay <laughs> did I, you have anything to add um no just that i think that you should go back and watch little bear okay how did you feel on tuesday tuesday that was yesterday to yesterday mm-hmm I felt okay. I yeah. felt, yeah, I got a lot of work done. That's good. That's what I, I actually was, I felt very, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it. I felt like I got a lot of things checked off my to-do list. That's so good. Sometimes, this is not very astrology of me, but sometimes I just like to ignore it and see if things like really patter out, pitter patter out, how like the moon and the stars to. are saying that they are and sometimes they don't maybe that's just because like they don't affect me and my placements and Mm -hmm. sometimes they very much do and i think that has to do with like your own birth chart and how it's affecting 
the, the all the axes and the angles and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to get into the Swifty. Swifty. Being a Swifty. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed. Get ready to take a deep dive into Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Love it. Okay. Love it. Bye. to get into our pop culture we're calling it the swifty edition um and brenna put it in like all these lavender haze colors every single letter is a different version of lavender yes i love it so much um but first i wanted to do a little intro for our special special guest um megan mclean so megan and i have been friends since our first day of classes my freshman year of of Elon and her sophomore year of Elon. We sat next to each other in our history class and started to talk. Then she recruited the crap out of me to join the sorority that she was in, became my big, then my roommate, and still is one of my best friends to this day. She lives in North Carolina and is a ride-or-die true Swifty. Like, she was invited to Taylor Swift's secret session for the Reputation album back in 2017. It was actually exactly five years ago, I believe Tuesday, when she went solar to the solar eclipse. Yeah, when she, she did went, it because of the solar eclipse. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> that was five years ago on Tuesday was when she went to the secret session. Um, she is gonna go into more detail about all of that and all things midnights for our pop culture this week. Woo! Can't Woo! Wait. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Megan. We're so excited to have you. Um, and do you want to tell us a little bit about how you first got into listening to Taylor Swift and like what draw drew you into it? Yeah, I have um two friends from my hometown, and I was like grounded for something. What was I grounded for? <laughs> like drinking alcohol at 16 or something. And um they were like trying to make me feel better and like brought me fearless platinum like or like fear it was like coming out or like it just been released or something and they like gave it to me and were like sorry you got caught drinking <laughs> like here's <laughs> here is a taylor swift album and i was like thanks and then i had like hated teardrops on my guitar the first time i ever heard it i was like not like a country girly mm-hmm. and um and then so like when I listened to that, I was like, oh, this is like the teardrops girl. Like, that's so crazy. I thought she just like saying country. And I feel like fearless, honestly, is when like everyone should have known Taylor was going to eventually go pop. Like it was very poppy. It was very poppy. Um, yeah. And so I listened to it and I loved it. And I, I like watched the whole it came with like a fearless like tour like behind the scenes thing um and then they I was like guys I love this and they're like great let's go see her in May and then I saw her on the fearless tour and then it was like game over oh my god <laughs> you're like I'm hooked swift mm-hmm. for life <laughs> yeah um can you so I already mentioned it in the intro for you but can you please get into how you were chosen to do a secret session with Taylor back in 2017 it's like the coolest story ever I just love it so much yeah um 
I like had a lot more time on my hands when I graduated college and like I was always like on Tumblr and like following the Tumblr like fandom and like keeping tabs on it but like I was never posting or never like wrote anything I was just like a big lurker and then when I graduated college I moved to Boston I like hated my job and mm-hmm. so I just like became a lot more active online um and that was like the infamous like drought obviously like 1989 ended snake like snake gate happens like whatever you snapchat gate whatever you want to call it and it's like she wasn't on tumblr like she wasn't posting she was like totally disappeared um so people on tumblr were just like we would host like serial killer nights where we would make all of her lyrics relate to like like if she was a serial killer or like just like crazy things to entertain ourselves and like I was like miserable and hated my job and like kind of bored and it's like I just like became much more of like an active person um and I like you know started to gain more followers and like get more like notes on my posts or whatever to be honest I don't actually know where she found me and I never asked which I don't like regret really because it doesn't matter Mm. but her team messaged me on my personal Twitter account that had 300 followers which is like really scary and <laughs> so did that do you have that link did you have your tumblr to your twitter linked somehow i had like maybe like once or twice been like this is my twitter if anyone's on twitter but like it not like super obviously yeah. um i did tweet a lot about her trial that happened that summer and i think kind of like if i had to guess i kind of think that's where she found me mm-hmm. but not I'm not your tumblr more like the tweeting yeah like I'm really not sure and like I just like never asked and again I don't really regret it because like it didn't really matter I was there either way yeah um, <laughs> and I do know that one time I posted like they asked for swifty halloween costumes and I like I posted I replied to their tweet with a halloween costume so like maybe they found me through that but mm-hmm. it was so crazy like I was at the the North Carolina State Fair with my parents and I was like I was like well London already happened and like Rhode Island night one and two happened and like LA's tonight and like I knew that a secret session was happening like that's how deep in the fandom I was like I knew someone in a group chat I was in was like at a secret session and (laughs) so I was like LA is happening tonight so like my last chance to go is like Nashville and my dad was like I would not shut up about this and my dad was like so fucking tired of me and he was like stop talking about this pipe dream that you have to go to Taylor Swift's house like I'm tired of it and literally that night they messaged me which was so and also like I I I honestly never believed it was gonna happen like for real I thought my best chance was like at a concert or something because I had during the speak now tour I'd been upgraded to pit twice for like being like a crazy fan so I was like if I'm gonna meet her it's gonna be this and then it was a Saturday night they DM me at like 11 30 I got on the phone with them at 6 p.m on Sunday and they're like can you be in Nashville Wednesday at 5 p.m so on a Sunday night I had to call my boss at the time and be like hi Chandler shout out Chandler if she ever hears this podcast I was like hey I know I've been working for you for three months and I told her what was happening and she was like you're going (laughs) that's so obviously that is such also such a good boss but like obviously like my boss said no be like well I'm quitting sorry (laughs) (laughs) 
I said that to my mom. I was like, I was living with my parents at the time. I had left Boston. I moved back to North Carolina. I was living with my parents. I was like, what, like, what did I have to lose? <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> so my mom and I got up at 5 a.m. on Wednesday and we drove to Nashville. And then like they did a background check on us, like all this stuff. And then um, went to like, we met at like the Hilton hotel and they like checked us in. We had to sign NDAs um sat in like a holding room for a while they like got did security checks leaving the leaving the room going on to the bus getting off the bus it was her mom's house in nashville um technically in like hendersonville Mm -hmm. um and we got there and like talked to her like dad and i remember her dad being like oh like where did you come from and i was like oh i drove here this morning from north carolina he's like oh that's thanks so much and i was like yeah you're fucking welcome like what (laughs) what is wrong with you um and then yeah we like we went into like this little side room that they had totally cleared out it was all like cushions and pillows and blankets on the ground and it's like everyone's sitting on the ground they did have some seats around the side for like her team and there was like some random industry people there mm-hmm. and um famous best friend named abigail was there also mm-hmm. um and she just like played the album on her phone like on like audio files on her phone and she just kind of like talked through each one about like inspiration and stuff and then she took like five minutes one-on-one with everyone um and the two things I tell everyone is that I was like super nervous I was like oh my god I can't I'm just like I can't believe I'm like meeting you and I'm talking to you and like I've just been like a fan for so long I've been a fan since like fearless and she like pulled me in and like literally whispered in my ear and she was like thank you for nine years of your life and it was just like a very sweet moment. And like, God. I know a lot of people <laughs> love to say that she does things for PR and she's calculated and like whatever. And like, if that's true, if if I was in her house for PR, like you can't take away like that very genuine moment that I had yeah. with this person who did not have to have 60 fans in her house. Well, that's the thing is that like, if she wants it for PR, like she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't have people at her mom's house. Yeah, no in one else yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that I told her that my dad called this a pipe dream. And he, she said with a wine glass in her hand full of white wine, in case you're curious, <laughs> it was like, well, we redefined the term pipe dream today. Didn't we? And oh, then wow. I have pipe dream on a necklace with the date on it that I met her. Oh my God. That is the coolest thing ever. Oh, I love it. I love it. So it also is so crazy that your dad said that to you the night Mm -hmm. that you got the like, do you know, it was also so crazy. And I still have this photo in my phone. I was, could not shut up about it. My dad literally was about to kick me out of the house. And then we left the state fair. We went to lunch Mm -hmm. and we like ordered food and got a table number and our table. I'm not fucking with you. The table number was 13 and I have a photo of the table number still on my phone oh my the god the universe was just conspiring oh i wait, know wait was i right to say that was it exactly tuesday when you met her five years ago was it november when was it oh yesterday yes or october october. Sorry, october 25th 2017 oh, yesterday was five year yes oh my god so it's it's all is coming back full, full circle Oh my God. I just can't. I still think she did that. Like, I just am thinking about the trajectory of my life and like being such a One Direction fan. I'm like, if I had just been a Taylor Swift fan, because I was chronically online, like Tumblr, mm-hmm. Twitter, everything. 
And if One Direction did that, I might have been picked. But yeah, but they didn't do that. They didn't do Taylor that. Taylor did. <laughs> and like obviously, I tell everyone this story. Brenna knows this. Um, in the um, we obviously glamorize the story a little bit. My best friend, like hands down, the best person in my entire life. I met her in the holding room in the hotel to meet Taylor. We live in the same city. We live in Raleigh. We are best friends. Like. We got dinner last night to celebrate our five-year anniversary. Like, so not only did I like, I always, she gets really mad when I say this. I walked into Taylor's house to meet my idol and I left with a friend for a lifetime. Like she is like, she'll be in my wedding. She is just, she's watched, she's cat sitting for my cat this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. And y'all did your midnight's like premiere party together. Yes. We've listened to seven stray albums in a row together, including Reputation. Oh, oh my god that is, that is so, so cool. special the power yeah. of Taylor the power of Taylor <gasps> truly yeah. truly that's really beautiful um I wanted to ask you because you mm-hmm. are the first to call us out mm-hmm. <laughs> on our conspiracy theories I love them <laughs> that we get from TikTok and I yeah. wanted to know what is one of your favorite theories that you have stuck by that you I don't know if you like maybe none that have come true yet something that you think will come true anything okay so my biggest like I don't even know if this is a conspiracy theory that wildest dreams about is about Alexander Skarsgård Mm -hmm. and like because they were filming the giver together in South Africa and they had like a very passionate like a a, not a fair because they both were in it but like a very passionate fling while they were both in South Africa together and it's about him and that's why she went back to Africa to film the music video there oh interesting I don't even know him see I know him from um what's uh Big Little Lies okay but yeah I think if you literally like google Alexander Skarsgård and Taylor Swift there's like four paparazzi photos of them leaving um a rest like a hotel in South Africa she's in like a dress and tights probably oh my I just love that okay I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up and it's absolutely gonna be the exact same dress and tights is that it (gasps) okay that's the okay okay yes we see we see Mm -hmm. wow so you're are you on tiktok so i'm on tiktok i think my loyalties lie to tumblr i've I've had a tumblr account for 10 years Mm. i just think my issue generally with tiktok and also i'm like i am not the authority on taylor swift but i do have a very good memory and my Mm. issue with tiktok swifties is that they will just like not do an ounce of research yes like the karma theory is like very disprovable because there's a video of Taylor saying, I have not been writing music for five months. And then she's like, <laughs> goes in a studio. Yeah. So I just think like they have no ability to do research generally. And they just like, like, again, I am not like the authority, but like I have read every magazine article I have. I can literally date by day, outfit by outfit, like, describe Hiddle Swift's entire t- like timeline for you I send out a Hiddle Swift newsletter every year oh my god to reminisce on their memories I will love to put you on it this year like 20 I sent it out to like 20 people this year um and I just think like the lack of like whether it's like an an Aaron Desner interview or like a Taylor Swift interview or if it's like like you know people have no ability to do the research they just like think something and like run away with it when like you know I mean 
I hate Calvin Harris so much, but like right before Taylor went on her, well, right before they broke up, she he was like, she's about to take a really long break. In Vogue, she was like, I'm taking a really long break. And then the first video of her in the studio recording King of My Heart is her being like, I just took a really long break. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it is just like very easily disprovable if you yeah. just pay attention. Oh, totally. And I think TikTok in general, not even about Taylor Swift's conspiracy theories, just theories in general, like I could come up with something in my head and put it on TikTok and it can go viral mm-hmm. because- And people can just run away with like, it. Like run away with it. Like yeah, it's sometimes it's really fun to think about it. Yes. <laughs> it is really fun. I get on a deep dive of Taylor TikTok and I'm like, do I believe this? I don't know. Because then like, I'll see one theory and then the other one will be like disproving it. And, yeah. Like, the total opposite theory. And like, yeah. it's just hard to keep track of them all, but it's so interesting. Yeah. My other um, conspiracy theory that I love a lot, and I have written many a Tumblr post about this that have um, gotten lots of traction. There are two frames in the style music video that are super low quality mm-hmm. and they're really random and they happen for like less than half of a second. I could probably find it for you mm-hmm. um, on my own Tumblr. And I think that I there's a moment in time where Taylor Swift was in New York and Harry Styles was like in Boston for a One Direction concert. And then there's random photos of Taylor at Boston's Children's Hospital. And she's in a dress that appears in the style music video. And what I think happened is that Harry Styles took videos of her at her Rhode Island house when they were hooking up because they hooked up for a period of time after they broke up. I think he took videos of her and she used two frames of it in the style music video. Oh my god, T, send I that need to, to us. Go back to... And watch send that, that send yes, that to us too. Yes, yes. That is that is wild. I just like need to just be like, Megan, send me like the, the coolest things ever. <laughs> the eye roll that she just did. <laughs> oh my gosh. What, yeah. Are there any other conspiracy theories that are like super outlandish that you think are true besides those two? I think are true like I remember earlier this year and I don't know if like you've you've like um ended up not thinking it anymore but I know that you said that you thought that she was gonna potentially get married I mean I know she like literally said in Lavender Hayes that she doesn't want people to speculate about it I think that the rumors about her getting engaged in Cornwall England were like way too specific yeah I would not be surprised if they were already married or getting married yes I really wouldn't be surprised but I also like if that's not what she wants to do that's cool I just thought like the the rumors that came out in like January of their engagement were like way too specific to not have some sort of legitimacy Mm -hmm. legitimacy to it yeah but we aren't going to speculate because she doesn't want us to right I mean I'm I will always speculate, but respectfully, (laughs) I will try to be respectful in it. Okay. So let's get into the album. I can't wait. Do you want to get into the album? Let's do it. Yes. I am just going to send you this um, Tumblr post though. Yeah, please do. Please do. But, um, okay. Okay. So so we're just, let's just go into it. Let's go into it what well no I want to do overall thoughts overall thoughts so what are your overall thoughts about the album and how it stacks up to the rest of her albums 
Okay, overall thoughts. Um, I it's too early for me to understand where I place it in my tier list. Mm-hmm. Like my tier list is my big three is Reputation, Speak Now, and Evermore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too early for me to know where I rank it. I think it's really good, and I think it's some of her like most free music where like she just kind of like balls to the wall with this album Mm -hmm. um I know some people don't like super love Jack Antonoff I love them together I have no qualms about it I was really happy to see Aaron Desner made an appearance on the 3am tracks um I mean overall I really like it I have not stopped listening to it except I have thrown once a day I listen to Stick Season by Noah Khan so I've like (laughs) I still give him my streams, but I've been listening to it nonstop. It's gonna fuck up my uh, Spotify rap for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. When does Spotify rap? It end? wraps at the end of like October. October. So that's mm-hmm. it's gonna be crazy, like to see how much Taylor like influences, influences all of our rap just by like these last like, <laughs> know, like couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, and okay, should we do the songs or should we ask about some theories that? we want to ask about we can what go with theories okay whatever you want okay <laughs> this is Marley's theory okay i've gotten deep on gaylor tiktok okay what are your thoughts on gaylor i am a straight woman and this is what i will say i think taylor swift is the most heterosexual person on the fucking planet And I think that she has a real ability to make you feel like she's singing very specifically about your life. I said this exact thing at work the other day. And I just think, I also think the internet loves a conspiracy theory. Especially um, sexualized conspiracy theory. Yes. And I think that when she said in Rolling Stone in 2019 was it Rolling Stone? I think it was Rolling Stone 2019 for the um, like October cover she said a community that I am not a part of in reference to the LGBTQ community and I think that we should just like take her at face value and mm-hmm. I did see this um, one of my Twitter mutuals uh, Madeleine she's great she also has a podcast she was saying this week, she was like, I understand it. Cause like, if you really think that Taylor Swift is like trying to secretly communicate something to you with her music, mm-hmm. it becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. And she was like, if I thought Taylor Swift was a lizard person, I would find, and she was trying to secretly communicate that with me. I would probably find the music yeah, much more interesting. Sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I my so I was talking to my coworker about this this week because she also was getting into the Gaylor topic and I was like I truly think that Taylor is very very straight but I think that she uses her music to make people feel like she's in their shoes and if you can listen to a song and be like that sounds like a song that I can relate to, then why not? Like, she's not going to go out there and be like, no, I'm absolutely straight. Like, yeah. and you all cannot even think about like being in my music because I'm talking about dating a man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I do think that there are a lot of similarities between um, fi- feeling like you need to hide your relationship and protect it from the media and the internet at large that like she sings about very frequently and people who are in 
like queer relationships be you know I think there are there's such overlap there Mm -hmm. um I just think it gets a little like there's people on TikTok who are like if Taylor Swift is straight she's boring Mm -hmm. and I just think like if you are staking your entire standum on someone based on a perceived sexuality that you have placed on them I just think like maybe that there's a larger issue with like that yeah yeah I I agree I I don't think that people should be fans because of anyone's sexual orientation I think it's not completely similar but like Harry Styles and like people thinking that he's gay and he's never really Mm -hmm. come out as gay Mm -hmm. it's not exactly the same because he's like made some things about like I've messed around with boys and girls yeah like (laughs) it's still because like he's never come out and said it but like he doesn't really owe us that just like Taylor doesn't owe us anything about like her private life and anything like that yeah yeah and I also think like I want to make it clear like I mean she is in a relationship with a man right now who she has very like is her life partner if she were to come out as like pansexual or bisexual that would like not change how I view her as a person um Mm -hmm. I just think like the very like everything that she does like all roads lead back to like Gaylor is just it's a lot and um I kind of part of me thinks that like one day that the it's gonna get too much and she's gonna be like almost forced to like say like come out of straight yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then I think that would like blow the internet up and like a not good way for everyone but I agree and I also like you said earlier with her coming out in the Rolling Stones article and saying like I'm not a part of this like like I feel like people are so used to her like like thinking so deeply into everything she says when in fact like she's giving you an answer right there so maybe take it as face value so my theory that I want to hear about is sister songs Mm-hmm. Do you think that there are sister songs? And one of the examples that I've heard is Antihero and Me. Those two songs are sister songs. That's interesting. I mean, I believe that the whole album is like very self, like it's like she is building like the Taylor Swift cinematic universe. Like she really is doing that. Um, I mean, she samples out of the woods on question. Yeah. So, like, I think there are very clear references that she's making. I don't, that's very interesting about me and Antihero. Because I think I was thinking, like, me, mm-hmm. I'm the problem, it's me. And, like, kind of being, like, all, like, you know, pro, like, everything I do is great. Every, like, I'm great. And then Antihero is very, like, not. Yeah. Like, opposite of that. So just a theory that I've, I've delved into. And I was like, I wonder if there's more like sister songs from this album or other albums in the past. Yeah. I mean, I think sweet nothing is kind of like a response to peace Mm -hmm. and question it like literally samples out of the woods Mm -hmm. and what else? There was another song. song that sounded like another song. A lot of them sound similar. Yeah, to like they have like the similar vibes and like mm-hmm. like it's even, really like, the cool. Same, like, beat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, lavender haze, and I think he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. 
I love that. Okay. Anything else? I want to get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's go one by one. Okay. Okay. Lavender Haze. Um, maybe my top on the album. Ooh, oh tea. Okay, tell I us just why. into it and you're like, this is it. <laughs> tell us why. I I just think like I like that she worked with different like sound wave like that producer he like created that track and like jack heard it and was like can i give this to taylor and he was like yeah <laughs> and like i just like that it's a little different mm-hmm. and i just like the cadence of like the chorus and i love the lyric um the only kind of girl they see is a one night or a bride or or a wife i really love that um and I just think it's like a very like sultry kind of like fun song. I don't know. I haven't narrowed down my top five, but that's definitely like for sure in it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, love. It's one of my faves. It's one of, I mean, I'm definitely more of a person that's all about like how it sounds and mm-hmm. like the beat. And, but like, she is so unique. Like her lyrics are truly unmatched. Like unmatched. anyone, any other songwriter, like the- yeah. Like, I've really been actually listening to the lyrics, like, over the past few days now. And it's just, like, it's truly unmatched. But in terms of, like, listening to it, Lavender Haze is definitely up there for me, too. Yeah. I think it's, like, I think top five for me, definitely, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's the next music video that we're getting. Ooh. Okay, what makes you think that? Because I watch the lyric videos because I'm a fucking crazy person. In the lyric video... Well, so like in the teaser she showed last Thursday, there are three videos, Antihero, Bejeweled, and then there's like these scenes that look very like she's like blowing lavender smoke. And then if you look at the lyric video for Lavender Haze, it's the same bedroom setting of like there's one clip of her like literally drawing on someone's like back that she's in bed next to. And I think it's that same scene like that the lyric video is taken from that's in that music video. Oh my God. We love. Can't wait. I cannot wait. Okay. Maroon. Maroon. Maroon's one of my top two. Oh. I mean, you know what's so frustrating is that she is just so good at saying so much with so little. Like the the rust that grew between telephones yes. is like literally five words. And it just is like so much in yeah. a lyric. <laughs> I know. It's so frustrating. I, this was like when I first listened to the album, there's no song I don't like, but this like wasn't one that like totally stood out to me. And then like on Sunday, I was like, wait, this song slaps. (laughs) (laughs) I was the opposite. Honestly, this song was one of the first songs that I listened to. And I was like, I love this song. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know why it just like, really, I'm someone that like, it's it's the way that a song sounds but it's also the way that the song makes me feel mm-hmm. and maroon just like also felt like kind of sultry and like yeah oh yeah yeah i loved it uh, yeah loved it. it's so good okay anti-hero uh, anti-hero mm-hmm. girl i mean it's so good and it's very interesting to me that she talks a lot about money on this album and like that she's scared of like money I mean, she's talked, she's referenced it before, but like she's scared of like mon- like people wanting her for the money. And I thought the bridge where she talks about like I have this dream where my daughter in law kills me for the money. I just was like, 
Taylor Swift is a weirdo at heart. Like, yeah. and I mean that so affectionately. Yeah. And I just like love that she just got so weird on this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it really, it really. So I saw this one conspiracy and I I wanted to ask you about it. Um, Something about the, the sexy baby and I the monster on the lyric. hill. Yes. Is that actually in 30 Rock? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is she just like a 30 Rock fan and she wanted to like nudge to that? I she watches a lot of tv because yeah. i think she can't really leave her house but yeah. <laughs> i i wouldn't be lavender surprised if she Hayes, lavender Hayes, she said was from watching um watching mad men she never yes. heard that, that before and then she found out yes. it's 50s I, thing. I wouldn't be surprised if she heard it in 30 rock and i totally like i understand the point of the lyric i think it's a really good way to f- phrase that like this how Hollywood is obsessed with like chasing like young sexy women but like they can't have hair and they can't have wrinkles and they have to be like very like like borderline prepubescent like I totally get it but the first time I heard that lyric I was laughing so hard we had to pause the song at our listening party and I was crying (laughs) well I also the monster on the hill I like felt that for her Mm -hmm. I felt like I don't because I I listened to the like little snippets that she talks about like what the album meant to her and she was kind of like using this album as like this this is how I feel sometimes I don't feel like I'm a human at all and like I feel like I'm like this this thing that people either love or they hate and it's like like she doesn't even feel like a human so I I like heard that lyric and I was like that makes so much sense also it just feels like this is this is a love letter to the Swifties it's like Mm -hmm. because throughout her whole time like she's been hated on and it was like a popular thing for people to hate on her and like it's hard to stand by her like and she's kind of been like thank you for rooting for the anti-hero like the whole time like it must be exhausting yeah and also like it's me like I'm the problem it's me is actually like it's obviously very theoretical but it's very literal like Joe's like his grandfather died and they live streamed the funeral because he was like a public figure in like England and people were like screenshotting it and like because taylor was there and like posting it like yeah the song is obviously very like theoretical and like big ideas but it's also very literal like she is a pro like a problem for his family which is what the entirety of peace is about and like obviously i don't mean that in like a she's a fucking but like you know what i mean like it's it's a safety issue it's a like privacy issue and like joe chose like to be with this person and it has impacted everyone in his circle and so she feels that very deeply. And I think like that whole piece is all about that and how like how much she struggles with causing these issues for her family and her friends and the people in her life. Well, yeah, because she has like the thing is that with Joe, like it's not like Joe was a like George Clooney or like something like that. Like Joe was very happy probably in his life that he had. He had the money of fame but wasn't really famous and he's choosing this person who is like the most famous person in the entire world and everything's out there and he has to like they're choosing to completely make their personal life completely personal like they don't get to enjoy like posting pictures of themselves because of this like crazy obsession that everyone has with her both love and hate so it is crazy love it the fourth the fourth song snow on the beach 
with Lana Del Rey. What, what are, are your, your thoughts, thoughts on Lana literally barely being on it? Like, I cannot hear her. It, I have to be so honest, the whole, like, debate around this does not bother me at yeah. all. Like, it's never been something I have felt super passionately about in the fandom. Um, I don't, like, historically loved Lana Del Rey, so it also didn't bother me in that way. I do think that her backing vocals are gorgeous on the song. Like, yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) more the more I listen to it, actually, the more I can hear her. But also, and I've been known to say this, I appreciate Lana Del Rey 100%. I think she is wonderful. She's not my vibe. And I'm okay that she, like, didn't take over the song. I wish she had taken over the song. (laughs) She could have really blown it out. Like, I feel like the song itself is was just not up to Lana's standards like L- Lana uh, like what songs do you like of Lana's? like all of Norman fucking Rockwell oh, okay all the whole album like yeah uh, I don't know I was a little disappointed in this one gonna be honest well okay so do you listen to Benito or do you see mm-hmm. do you do you know who Benny Drama is yeah you just like he does all, oh he, yeah yeah he a video of where it says like you can't dance to midnights and then he's <laughs> in all white like dancing around to snow on the beach on the beach and now every time I listen to the song I love it because I think of him dancing around to it but what are your thoughts on the song I like it I think there's some good lyrics on it like I literally just pulled up the lyrics so I wouldn't fuck it up but um life is emotionally abusive and time can't stop me quite like you did and my flight was awful thanks for asking I'm unglued thanks to you like I like it and I it was one of those ones that when I first heard it I was like this is beautiful and then as time has gone on not in a bad way it's just as like fallen off of my like I it's not one I go back to all the time mm-hmm. um and I do really like just like the simplicity of like and it's like snow on the beach weird but fucking beautiful like I do that's a very like Lana Del Rey lyric oh in my mm-hmm. opinion oh yeah I I completely like I I think that this song does have a very the Lana sound Del Rey of it is very Lana a hundred percent and like I don't know but it's just like what do you think it's about um I mean I think it's about if I had to guess it's yeah. about like Joe and her being like actually confused that they were falling in love Because I think after her summer of chaos, she wanted to like, just like have like a little friends with benefits situation. And then like, it was just like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, it makes, that makes me like this song more. Yeah. Wait, we didn't, oh, I guess we kind of did. And here we know what that's about. Lavender. Maroon, did did you say what you think that's about? Okay. So like... (laughs) I don't feel strongly either way. I've seen very compelling arguments for why it's about Jake Gyllenhaal and very compelling arguments for why it's about Harry Styles. And T. I kind of, I lean towards Jake just because I think I know question is about Harry Styles. So like, I feel like, I don't know. And also like maroon and red, but then like the person I was dancing barefoot with in New York, there's this very famous pictures of Harry Styles doing the dirty dancing lift with her and she has no shoes on like very kind of up in the air. It could, I don't know. Could it be both? Like it could, 
both. Like yeah. I bet you she's just like these are two relationships that I had. Mm-hmm. Maroon is in is an innuendo for Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that album was all Jake. And then talking about talking about Harry Harry Styles and yeah, Jake. but it also could be like she was dating Harry when Red was coming out. So it could be Maroon in the sense that like. I don't like she transitioned from red into maroon like a different color like I don't know deeper darker can we just not to go back to maroon but can Mm -hmm. we just talk about I'm looking at the lyrics right now and just like in general not just this song but the amount of imagery that this bitch this song has like I love her like her imagery like okay she's painting a freaking picture record I was like First of all, I was like, okay, what guy has incense on a record? But Harry then, Styles. <laughs> but then she said, like, something about roses and carnations. I'm like, that's a man. Because <laughs> only a man would confuse a carnation for a rose. <laughs> well, also, like, I saw people saying, like, on Twitter, they were like, they were like, Harry Styles is a himbo at heart, and he would confuse <laughs> roses for carnations. <laughs> it's just like the imagery of this it like makes me feel like we're in their relationship i know i feel like i'm truly in the middle of it oh my god okay we'll have to get we'll we'll go okay number five number five you're on your own kid which also shout out to your tiktok that i (laughs) liked this afternoon (laughs) where you added it to your spotify um, I have a Spotify playlist called Songs I've Name Dropped to My Therapist. It is accurate. Every single song on that playlist, my therapist and I have spoken about. So like it's a it's like a very accurate playlist. Um, and this morning I read her the lyrics. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, please help me. I'm so mentally ill. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell us about you're on your own kid. Okay. So I think it is, if I had to like, I think it is a look like from start to finish in her career of all these times she's realized that she was like truly alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like vague enough that like you, maybe you can't really pinpoint some of them, but like some of them, whatever. But um, I mean, just the like literally from sprinkler splashes to fireplace ashes i gave my blood sweat and tears for this i hosted parties and starved my body like i'd be safe for the perfect kiss the jokes weren't funny award shows like all the every article ever i took the money my friends from home don't know what to say i looked around in a blood-soaked gown i think that is about when she won the second album of the year oh okay wait okay okay, i don't know what that means um, because she like won album of the year for fearless and then she thought she was going to win it with red. And to be so honest with you guys, she should not have won that Grammy. It Like, and neither should Daft Punk should have either. Kendrick Lamar should have won that year. Like hands down. I'm so, yes, I'm yes. I'm like, so like, so sorry to Blondie and so sorry to Daft. Like, actually I'm not. I'm sorry to Daft Punk. Kendrick <laughs> should have won that year. That was a wonderful album, yeah. Um, but like I think she, like, she's so scary, affectionate. Like she woke up the day after losing the Grammy and was like, "I'm gonna make a pop album and I'm gonna win album of the year." And she literally did it. And mm-hmm. I think like that. I think like I mean it could mean so many things, but to me it really strikes like. She stood up there on that stage and was like, I fought for this and you cannot take this from me. Like, this is one thing you can't take from me as I won this album of the year. Yeah, I'm right. Amen. Um, 
And also because there was pages turned with the bridges burned, everything you lose is a step you take. I interpret that as losing her masters and mm-hmm. burning the bridge with um, Scott Borchetta. Yes. Um, and then so make the friendship bracelets take the moment and taste it reminds me of her um, 30 things I've learned when I'm turning 30 thing for like L I think she did it where oh, she okay. said like sometimes you have friendships in life that are just like situation based friendships and it's okay and like it's okay to have like you know those friendships but you kind of like figure out who your real people are like the older you get Mm-hmm. Um, I really like. See, this was one of the songs that kind of stood out to me. Also, it's it's probably not in my top five, but like it's close up there because I really appreciate when she goes back and talks about like childhood and like mm-hmm. things that bothered her because like she seems like more of a person like you and I. Like she she definitely like she's she's peeling back those layers and talking about like every time that she's like yeah you all think I'm lucky and obviously and obviously like I am but this is what I've had to work for and this is when I feel alone Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah I feel like this is like it didn't hit me initially because like the beat isn't like boppy but like this is something that I feel like is gonna grow on me and I'm gonna like and there's gonna be lyrics that I'm like whoa like in a few weeks it's just gonna like hit me yeah I mean the bridge just goes off so hard it I, I agree like when we first listened to it when I was like listening at my little listening party there was just three of us but I was like okay I need to like process that I remember being like I need time to process that I can't acknowledge what that means right now <laughs> like it's, let's listen to the next one it's one of the sadder songs Definitely. of the album by far yeah. all right let's get into it midnight, midnight rain. rain what are your thoughts <laughs> um I think it's about a period of time in her life where she like chased the bad boys and how like she like has encountered some men in her life that were like genuinely nice good people and she was like no 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 um if I had to like put a label of an x on it I would say it's Taylor Lautner coded um but Okay, because of making my own name. Yes. Um, and also he has like a very normal life now, like he barely acts. But I also just think it's kind of like largely about how she could have settled down or like she could have given in to like these like comfortable relationships. And she was kind of just like chasing bad boys a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I a little bit kind of what she says what in in could have would have could have would have should have the pain was heaven and then she's saying like he wanted it comfortable I wanted that pain there is some like sketchy overlap between Taylor Lautner and John Mayer so I see like kind of parallels there like she wanted like the pain which she like later references and would have could have should have but um I don't know I think it's more of like a broader song than other ones on the record yeah yeah I love this one. Like, it just, like, the production is so good on this one. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, it's like her experimenting. Yeah. And I now I yes. can't get from my head, like, James Charles on TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I haven't. Oh, now I can't, I'm listening to, like, James Charles is singing, like, that part where it's, like, 
just oh my I didn't watch it and I said I will not invite this negativity in my life and I I'm gonna be honest it. I'm glad I never saw it because I don't want it to ruin <laughs> the song for me oh god see for some reason and obviously the Taylor Lautner thing makes so much more sense than what I was thinking of for some reason I immediately thought of Connor Kennedy mm, which oh. I really like totally like left field but I was thinking because like he is a Kennedy and he was like you know he's used to all this like normal like not normalcy because the Kennedy family is not normal but like yeah like <laughs> she saw all of this like nice things and all this like yeah and you know she's from she's from divorced parents and all that stuff yeah so all that and that's his normal life that's like that's what I took from it that is so interesting and also like I was making my own name like she didn't well she wanted to infiltrate the Kennedy family so badly do not let her gaslight you but also (laughs) that could be like her saying like I wanted my I didn't want like the Kennedy name that's so interesting yeah wow Brenna when I first heard that I was like okay shit (laughs) she called (laughs) Kennedy's (laughs) <laughs> I love that but Taylor Lautner makes more sense and I actually did see a lot of people saying like it makes sense because she said I wanted my own name because they were both Taylors mm-hmm. and, now and also I I think I guess sometimes we all get what we wanted just what we wanted like she it in my mind that lines up with like if she left him for John Mayer like she wanted John Mayer and then she's kind of like well, I guess I got what I fucking wanted, like, and it didn't work out for me. John Mayer, man, I can't wait to get into Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. <laughs> All right. Okay. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> question, dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> I mean, it's just Harry Styles. It's about Harry Styles. It's about their little, in my mind, on again, off again, little thing that they had for a while. It feels like, very style like I heard you've been out and about with some other girl he says what you heard is true but I can't stop thinking about you and she said oh I've been there a few times like it just feels very like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. texting your ex when you shouldn't be like can I ask you a question and I just think That's this toxic a little such a fucking banger on the album That's Definitely literally, it's yeah it's top it's three so for me good. it's top three for me it's I love this song and it's- initially I was like okay this is good this is okay and then like this one grew on me within the past like however many days I've been listening to it this was this was one of my top three from the first day Mm. the first day I just it it gave me 1989 vibes when Mm -hmm. I when I played it and I was like yes queen what I've been asking for (laughs) I love it I also love the in the imagery of like um, I don't remember who I was before you painted all my nights, a color I've searched for since. And then you know what? She never dated another American man after Harry Styles. Or Harry's British. British man. She yeah, but she never dated another American. She oh. dated Harry Styles and she never dated an American again. I don't know her timeline. Of no, it's here. true because after Harry, she went to Calvin Harris. Mm-hmm. the Kennedy's American I don't know no, but Connor before or after Connor Kennedy was like during the time that she was with Harry correct it was before Harry yeah he was before Harry and then it was, it was Connor Kennedy then it was Harry then it was um um Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know I don't know Calvin Harris and then it was Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. Calvin and- Harris is British 
Yeah. He's what? from like Wales or something. I thought he's he was so American. That's he's funny. He's from the UK. And, and now Joe. Well, I did not know that. In my mind, the color that she searched for since is that she was like, I like British men now. The union. <laughs> or like, or like European men or like, European. I'm just never dating an American again. From the UK. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. I just, I love this song so much. And like any song about miscommunication, I have such a state. Oh my God. So I love <laughs> feeling like I don't. And I'm like, yes, Taylor, I believe. I believe. I love that. Right? It makes me want to get a fight. Carson's in the other room, like, just like <laughs> picking a fight. He's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm literally like, listen to the new Taylor Swift album. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vigilante shit. Scooter. I mean, I am at well I at my core I am a bitter evil person and I just love this song so much also I am a draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man apologist I don't care I think it slaps I kind of think she should open tour with that Mm, oh yeah I just I love this song I love the cadence of which she says, picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife. Oh, yeah. I love that she will never, ever let Scooter Braun off the mat, nor should she. Yeah. Nor should she. Nor should she. Nor should she. Okay. Okay. I am not a Scooter apologist. I'm just wondering, like, how is he still in business with, like, all these other people? Like, Ariana and Justin and everyone like how is he still making a living I just don't understand okay I don't mean this in the sense I don't know a better word for this I don't mean he groomed Justin sexually I think he groomed Justin as his manager and like Justin will never let him go um I don't think like I just think that's like what that is I don't know I, I am historically not the biggest Ariana Grande fan um and I don't, I don't know. I do know that he makes, when you sign a contract with him, there's a thing called the smile clause. Mm. And if you ever leave him, you still have to pay him 10% of your royalties for like the rest of his life. Yeah. And that's something that um, Martha Taylor's really good friend, Martha Hunt exposed on Twitter when Scooter bought Taylor's masters. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, that whole that whole situation, I just feel like, well, first, and I don't know if this was like a fake or what, but I remember when that, all that was going on, Ariana Grande posting something and then immediately deleting it on her story. And it was like, I stand with you, Taylor. I think that was fake. You think that was fake? Okay. I saw that and I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> but I also, I feel like there's a lot of people that he has, like, he is like you know in charge of that are a little bit more not saying that they're like you know super manipulable but they are more manipulatable than taylor swift taylor swift who we haven't even gone over her birth chart but big three is sag cancer moon and scorpio rising yeah, passionate as hell. Crazy. Yeah. In a good way. You don't want to you don't want to cross her. That's pretty much what that means is that you don't want to cross her. But I do think like it, 
like what you were saying about Justin, not in like a negative way, but I do mm-hmm. think that Justin is very like can be manipulated. Yeah. He's a Pisces. Yeah. He can be manipulated. And like I wasn't Demi Lovato under him I for a while. He, I thought she they were. No, she's a she again. Is she they? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I do believe Demi is signed with Scooter. And do you know who else is signed with Scooter? Yeah. Carly Kloss. No. Oh, Wait, what? Tea. I didn't know he didn't do um like models and like not just music. I thought he just did music too. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons <gasps> that that there anymore. <laughs> that that little leech ass bitch crook who was caught when the words of a sister come back in whispers that she was not in fact what she seems not a twin from your dream. She was a crook who was caught. That's part oh. of the reason they are no longer friends. Oh, tea. Friends. Okay, so tell me more about that. Why are they no longer friends? Because he's still with she's still with Scooter. Um, she signed with Scooter after. Like, I don't know the full like lore, but Taylor and Scooter have never gotten along. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I think it's because Scooter tried really hard to like get Taylor to sign with him, and Taylor has doesn't have a traditional management. She has thirteen management, which is like a team of people. Mm-hmm. And I think Scooter like there was a fallout, and then obviously like Scooter aided in Snapchat Gate, which as we now know was like fully edited. And mm-hmm. Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez, I think Taylor witnessed, I, Scooter has tried to tank Selena Gomez's career so many times. I think Taylor witnessed that. Um, yeah. um, there are very on good authority rumors um, that Carly Kloss ho- hosted a party in Taylor's apartment when she was staying there without Taylor's permission and like invited a bunch of people. Tea. And there are rumors that Carly is the one who told Scooter Braun that Taylor and Joe were dating and Scooter called the son and reported it. Mm. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's so do you crazy. think any of these songs are about Carly? No. Sounds like she has a lot of history with her. I think closure was like, the closure is for sure about her. She's just like, fuck you, you stupid, like ratty ass bitch who will never you'll carly class will never be famous you fucking dinner with the kushners ass bitch um i don't think any of these songs are about her okay interesting mm-hmm. also that's the other thing like if if you're gonna if you're gonna like die on the hill that taylor swift is gay please i'm begging you pick someone more likable and more interesting than carly Kloss. yeah right yeah right anyone else truly truly i love this song do you love this song i think it's a very reputation i think it but i think that's the cool thing about this album is that like it has so like it's coming from so many different eras kind of because she's like picking she's like going back in time and like reminiscing about that time in history and like this one is so reputation to me. oh my god yeah like well and again i watched all the little videos when it was op- when it was coming and she was like things that keep me up at night and like she like listed them off and one was revenge and I was like we're gonna get at least one song that is going yep. to be like I hate Scooter Braun yeah. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> that is this it's so good so you think I... it's just Scooter Braun 
I mean, I think with a lot of her songs, like it could apply to other people. I just think very specifically, like his wife and him just went through a divorce and he did get in trouble with the FBI. I think it's like way too (laughs) on the nose. Explain. I don't know all the tea. Like, did she give him her an envelope? And what was the envelope about? Okay, so I don't think Taylor had anything to do with this. I just think this song is more broadly about what fans like to call like Tay Voodoo and Mm -hmm. how she just like, like can manifest people into horrible situations i don't think she actually like called the fbi and like gave them a tip and also i don't know if you guys saw the fbi tweeted on friday they were like if you would like to report a white collar crime swiftly and then they like put their tip line there that's so oh my god wow I love that. I love that the FBI is being petty. They're Swifties. <laughs> They're Swifties. <laughs> oh, I love this Easter so egg. The <laughs> jewels. Track number nine. This music video is so good. It is so good. I think the music video made me love it more. I love this song so much. I do too. Also, have you guys seen that totally iconic guy on TikTok who just like dances to Bejeweled? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh my god, I can I'll send it to you guys. I can't think of who it is. Right, his like main account got suspended, and he popped up on like a secondary account, and he was still like dancing. And I was like, still dancing. (laughs) Oh my god, I um, what do we think that this is about? Um, I believe with a lot of songs on this record, it has two kind of double meanings. I think um it specifically like references the end of her relationship with Calvin Harris and how she was like kind of like I'm still hot and I don't want anything to do with you anymore and specifically the week of chaos where she met Joe and then went to the Met Gala and then like literally ran away from the Met Gala (laughs) (laughs) like I think she was done with Calvin Harris and was like I'm hot and I'm gonna go out and fuck you and like that's just it um get away car (laughs) yes i also think it's just kind of like you know she said on jimmy fallon like that when she's too old to be like a pop star she's like a geriatric geriatric pop star i think it also like has undertones of like i'm i can still shine i can still like light up a room like i'm still doing this i'm still a pop star and like whatever yeah i love it i i i love the like alluding to you know i can still be like the most important person Mm-hmm. And I can still pretend that I'm not in a relationship because I've kept everything like under wraps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love. I love. Okay. And the paper, there's like a paper rings reference because in paper rings, she says the moon was high. Like your friends were the night that we first met. And in this, she says, but some guy said my aura is moonstone just because he was high. I love. Oh my God. I love it. Sapphire so tears on my face. Sadness became my whole sky. But some guy said my aura is moonstone moonstone just because he was high Ooh. oh my god she's so perfect <laughs> the music video and all the easter eggs oh okay so like here's the thing is that she's like a sick psychopath and i hate her but i mean the, i if speak now is not the next re-recording i'm just gonna like go to her home and stand outside with a sign that says i hate you not really taylor if you're listening to this i love you so much um (laughs) enchanted is playing in the beginning and long live is playing in the end i feel like the easter eggs it's like so obvious and people like 
people on TikTok dig so hard. It's like, if you spell this backwards and she was here on this day and like, da, 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 and it's like, whoa, like this, I feel like these were pretty obvious Easter eggs. Yeah. When the Evermore, sorry, when the Folklore Long Pond session came out and they released Folklore Long Pond merch, the code to get a discount was Wreck My Plans. This was before she released Evermore. Like, yeah. that's how obvious her Easter eggs are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, Speak Now has got to be the next yeah. re-recorded album. I mean, the album is so freaking good. Oh my God. The elevator, like, buttons. I mean, I just, I just feel like that I could almost be like, okay, there's still some wiggle room, but the Enchanted playing in the beginning and Long Live playing at the end, I was like, yeah easy <laughs> yeah i love this song okay labyrinth. labyrinth i this is like my least listened to song on the album just like not my favorite it's very wispy it is wispy. yeah it's like it's good like it's a song that like I, it was on when I was making dinner and like, I'm not going to skip it when I'm like, but it's not something I'm going to go back to and be like, I need to listen to that again. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. I like it. What do you think it's about her being in a labyrinth? Um, I mean, every song, if you don't know, it's probably about Joe, but I think it's about her, like having a literal, like mental health and public image and like, very intense crisis in her life mm-hmm. and then like like that happening and then also like falling in love like how she talks about miss americana kind of how like or like in reputation that she's just like falling like she everything is falling apart in her life and also she's falling in love with this guy and it's just, just like very confusing for her love mm. love it feels very piscean to me definitely yeah karma one of my faves i mean it's such it's, a banger it's such a banger. such a banger so good oh we were just listening to it before yeah we really were and i've rewritten it just like harry is my boyfriend harry is a god <laughs> i mean karma is a cat purring <laughs> in my lap because it loves me flexing like a goddamn acrobat because me and karma vibe like that I love it. So good. It's just like such a, like, I can see us going into like anywhere. Like, when she announced a song, I'm like, Karma, oh my God, like everyone was freaking out. And I thought it would be like more darker, like angsty. But I'm so glad it turned out like it's more like a, it's more like a dance song. It's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, the best, the best revenge is one where you can dance to it. Yes. Yeah. And it's also just like, it's very much like your nemeses will defeat themselves before you get the chance to swing. Like, she's like, I'll let karma take care of this. And also, I think, and I keep my side of the street clean. You wouldn't know what that means. It's just so funny. I'm honestly like, why do I think that that's a complete nod to Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah you least, are a messy messy man messy messy man <laughs> you really are <laughs> oh i just love it so much okay sweet nothing 
sweet, sweet nothings, nothings which also i just want you to know i googled it and sweet nothing is a song by calvin harris okay yeah when i first saw it, i'm like this is definitely gonna be a calvin harris song but i feel like it's not i don't know what you think it's about joe yeah <laughs> it's and just weird that that that's the one that comes i know okay. well it's a very common phrase yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah 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 but um this is the top three song for me oh okay tell us why i think first off that's so not like me because as i said earlier deep down in my core i'm like a petty evil bitch this song makes me feel things that my heart has not felt in like nine million years i literally the way (laughs) the way that she says um and the voices that implore you should be doing more to you i can admit that i'm just too soft for all of it i have weeped to that almost every day since this album has come out I just think this is so beautiful. It's about like everyone wants something from her and Joe wants nothing. Like he he's just in the kitchen humming and it just makes me feel so many feels and I just love it so much. You know, I actually was thinking about this. So we were obviously listening to this while we were cooking and I was like, this is really just truly like the epitome of what being in love is, is you don't need anything from the other person. Like it, it's, it just say it in your wedding vows. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm like, cause they said the end is coming. Everyone's up to something, <laughs> but it, but it's true. Like, it's just, it is really just like unconditional love that Joe is giving her, which is all that we really need mm-hmm. for our sweet, sweet Taylor. Cause she's definitely been used and abused in the past. I know. Mastermind. Um, I yeah. I think this song is great. I think her acknowledging that she's like calculating, and I mean that affectionately, is like so funny. Um, and I do I think like invisible string still applies. Like it still was there is a level of like invisible stringness that ended up her and Joe in the same room. Mm-hmm. But then she was like, that tall British man with the dimples is fucking mine. And like I was saying before, she woke up one day and said, I'm going to write a pop album and win album of the year. And she did it. And she said, I'm going to like spend my life or at least hook up with at the time with that man. And she did it. And we should all be scared of her. <laughs> and this is this is a big thing that I also I use this term a lot where it's the way that you like it's the word that you use like manipulating versus persuasion mm-hmm. like those two words ultimately mean the same thing but have negative connotations and she's a mastermind in such a positive way where it's like mm-hmm. yeah I can manipulate certain things that are going on in my life but like I'm just I can do that. Like, I, I'm just like, so good at figuring out what I can do to get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with pop album, that's like very, like she works her ass off to make it, to make what she manifests reality. Mm-hmm. You go girl. I do love this song. I love this song. I know. And then she goes off in the bridge cause she can't be normal in a bridge. Like no one wanted to play with me as a little kid, so I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make it seem effortless. Girl, <laughs> keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. That hurt my feelings. 
Yeah, she really is unhinged a little bit. We love that for so her. So those were the 13 songs of the mm-hmm. original album. And I really feel like those were like, bop, bop, bop. What are your thoughts on the the chaotic drop of the next seven? Well, of course I was awake. And <laughs> of course I was like mad at her because I kind of thought we were getting like an acoustic album or like something. And then to get like seven more songs, I was like, you are the worst um standout to me is glitch i think that song is like so fun and has big um like i mean just like the big production and like the kind of weirdness of it is great um i like glitch i re-listened to that this evening and i i was saying i thought that that was a really good one yeah dear reader hurts my feelings i kind of can't listen to it um i can't listen to bigger than the whole sky that also makes me really sad i categorize bigger than the whole sky in the soon you'll get better like ronin um and um epiphany kind of like category where like i can't listen to those songs i just like ignore them and pretend that they don't exist they're not on my like master taylor playlist i just can't listen to them um (laughs) don't want to hear it it's very sad her singing about grief is like amazing and she's such a good lyricist and I just like don't want anything to do with it well because it's true like she is she her imagery is just you feel like you're truly living it yeah so I do yeah also dear reader I I really wanted to know more about like what are your thoughts on that because I do feel like it's truly talking to people like you who just know so much about her I think it is and I think it's just like saying you know like you know she's like basically like I give you these albums and I give you advice and you look up to me and like I'm a fucking mess and I like definitely think I mean I think it's boring if she were perfect I think like I think she'd be boring if she were perfect and I just think it's kind of like reflecting on her like how sometimes she doesn't feel like worthy of this all of this and I think like um I personally think she has handled her career and like most things with like grace and like a lot of like thoughtfulness and um but it makes me sad that she like might feel like she's not worthy of this platform especially like given the years that this like I've invested in this fandom and like what I've gotten out of it it makes me like sad this is why I don't like to listen to it but um I think the rest of the album obviously like bejeweled and stuff like I I don't think she feels like this all the time but I think it's something that might be like might keep her up at night that she doesn't feel worthy of her fans I think that everyone has a little bit of an imposter syndrome always so this is like her putting it on paper and like obviously it's not something she always feels because then she wouldn't write something like bejeweled yeah yeah I really wanted to get into what have could have should have mm-hmm because I feel like that is one that has been getting written up mostly from mm-hmm. the seven. So what are your thoughts on that? Obviously it's John Mayer. Yeah. I mean, I was saying to my um, mom last night, cause you know, Brennan knows my mom. She FaceTimed me and was like, what is every song about? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're already you, done you were like you're like you and listen to the stars were born podcast coming out on <laughs> friday morning um 
And, you know, it makes me something that makes me really sad, like beyond that, like Taylor has ever felt like this is like the amount of women I've seen online relating to this is make me like really sad. And, you know, I'm lucky that I did not have ever experienced like something like this um, when I like when I was younger. But it just like the amount of women who have relating to it, like makes me so sad. And also like the way that she's reflecting like and the god's honest truth is that the pain was heaven and now that i'm grown i'm scared of ghosts like just the regret that she has and how she still walks around with this pain and how i'm sure re-recording dear john i'm sure being the age that she is like she's now the age that he was when they dated like i'm sure that's brought up a lot for her and it kind of is like sometimes you don't realize like the trauma that you have endured until you're in a better place and I'm sure that has a lot to do with it and I think this man deserves to be dragged over hot coals mm-hmm. and um I don't know I there was like this BuzzFeed music critic who was like who said something to the effect of like this couldn't have been on the 13th song album because it would have taken up all the air yeah like it needed to kind of have its like own moment I totally agree with that and I think Erin Desner being the producer on this like she's gotten into some like deep and like dark shit with him and I like would trust that man with my life and I don't know it just it makes me very it just makes me very sad for her and again I hope he gets dragged over hot coals <laughs> well also more importantly like what you were saying like obviously it's horrible that what she went through but the fact that it is so normal in real life like so many people have dealt with this before and like we're lucky to not have had that happen to us but like this is normal and yeah. it's crazy and I feel like I don't know it's and just the fact that like he's just kind of like gotten off like yeah he's still just as big like people just still love him mm-hmm. like yeah and like I think the the line where she says um if I never blushed then they could have never whispered about this like she was made to look like a fucking boy crazy person and I like he was 13 years older than her like how did she come out of that looking like the victim and being like the the people like the thing people were gossiping about like how was that her like it just yeah it's so it's so crazy I feel like she's always had this like scarlet letter on her because she I I think people were just like I don't I don't know why I don't know why but the fact that like John Mayer is still like America's sweetheart to an extent, like obviously people know like he's kind of a, a douchebag, but yeah. like people still love him and like think that like he is this great guy, funny, like witty, all this stuff. But like this didn't happen that long ago. Yeah. Like it's just it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and I kind of, like, have always thought that the breakdown of Taylor and Katy Perry's relationship initially was that, like, Katy was, like, what's the deal with John Mayer? And Taylor, like, confided whatever happened between them in her. And Katy was, like, great and still went on to date him. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, super traumatizing. And, like, and that was kind of, like, the beginning of the breakdown of their relationship. Um, He's just, like, not a good dude. And if you read, like, 
interviews he's given in Playboy and what Jessica Simpson has said about him in her book. Like he's he's not a good dude. And I can't imagine like what he the the power dynamic between him and Taylor couldn't like was so dramatic. And I just can't imagine and I don't want to really imagine like what exactly transpired between them, but I always felt like Dear John was like kind of too nice. And like this was the song I like needed like I needed this I wanted this from her yeah yeah well I I think it was still a little too fresh when Dear John came out well she's never performed Dear John again after the Speak Now tour and I don't actually know if this is true or not like you know sometimes people will be like I met Taylor and she said this and it's like not accurate but I do believe someone asked her if she would play Dear John and she was like I can't yeah oof do you think she would ever play this song live I feel like I don't, this one's more like, right. here's my heart. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm interested to see, like, with the Speak Now, like, Taylor's version, like, I don't know. And also, like, obviously, like, there was an age gap between her and Jake, and, like, that wasn't. But, like, when Red came out, like, she gave an interview where she was, like, I the person who this album is about like sent me an email and was like this was really nice like reflecting on this relationship like whatever and like she was like which is nice because sometimes I get like really angry fucking mean emails and I have always in my soul thought that that was John Mayer oh and also like he called her songwriting cheap in an interview once like four years after she released Dear John which is just like fucking so ironic because Dear John is like not even arguably like one of her most well-written songs and she wrote it alone when she was 19 like yeah yeah I don't know that is another thing like I feel like he's done digs for so long about this relationship it just shows like I mean she was 19 like like I like the way that Jake Gyllenhaal has kind of like taken the questions Mm -hmm. and still been like I don't know. I feel like he's, he's done. I feel like he, I don't know. I haven't kept up with him, but I feel like he's kind of like run within, like kind of taken it in stride. Yeah. Than and, like, and been respectful. Yeah. Where like, where I feel like John Mayer like considers her like this immature, like, oh, she meant nothing to me, but obviously I meant a lot to her. Yeah. Like, for her to be like writing these songs about me. I don't know. It's his ego. I think he has the biggest ego. One of the biggest egos in Hollywood personally. Yeah. But- and I mean, even like, even though this is about like a very specific situation and like whatever, like the outro where she's like, God rest my soul, I miss why I used to be the tomb won't close, stained glass windows in my mind. I regret you all the time. I can't let this go. I fight with you in my sleep. The wound won't close. Like that is just so relatable because I feel like it's, it's again, one of those things where she's like so specifically writing about this thing in her life. But like, I think everyone can relate to like, there's this thing that haunts you in the middle of the night and like, you can't, you like can't ever let go of it and like you want to so bad I talked actually I should probably put this on my playlist I talked about this song with my therapist this morning and how like there's things that like sometimes you really can't let go of and you just like want to and you kind of you just can't and I think that's so relatable that like obviously again she's singing about something so specific that happened to her but it's still on a broader sense is like very relatable to like regret something or like 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 long for a life where you didn't encounter this person or this situation and like wishing you could just move on and you're just like totally unable to do that well and that's that's a big thing like I feel like even when you feel like you've moved on from these things like yes it was 
13 years ago, like all that stuff. I do. I feel like it's always in the back of your mind. So it is something that does keep you up at night, like, because you don't ever think about it in your day-to-day life, but then your dreams, it starts haunting you. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, that's kind of things that like people, people go and they have that like hip hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. because like, they don't even remember things that happened to them in their childhood. And then it comes out like covered up. Yeah. And it's kind of like a song that's like, saying like I'm over it but it's never I'm it's never still really in the over back it. of my mind yeah yeah uh. so did we go over all of this do you want to get- say anything else about the 3 a.m tracks yes so like great war um I people really ride or die for the great war I like it not just not my favorite song um I think there's some good lyrics in there and it sounds beautiful just like not one that I've been like gravitating towards really and then you obviously can't listen to bigger than the whole sky. I just like, there's like a category, again, there's a category of Taylor songs in my mind that just like, I wish didn't exist in the sense that like, they just make me so sad. And I don't feel comfortable speculating on bigger than the whole sky. I think it's like broadly about grief. I think a lot of women have found who have had miscarriages or have lost children are finding very deep connections to the song um I don't wish to know if that is the point of view Taylor was writing from or like that's her business but also when I was talking to my mom about this she said it reminded her of um her like losing her dad and like it's just like songs about grief I do not do well with historically (laughs) like I just like it's just too much for me to handle but it's like so beautiful and I just will never listen to it and again it's like with soon you'll get better Ronan um epiphany like sometimes I can't even listen to Marjorie like there's just like a category of Taylor Swift songs that I just like package up in a neat little box with a bow and like put away yeah (laughs) well I actually when I was with my mom this weekend she brought up this song and she was like I didn't realize that like Taylor's person like all this stuff I was like mom that's all speculation Mm -hmm. like I, and I was like, obviously she writes for people to relate in different ways. Mm-hmm. She writes where it do- didn't necessarily happen to her or people can pick and choose what they believe has happened. Yeah. And so- you know, she, she did have a friend who announces publicly on Instagram that she like lost a pregnancy like last year. Like, you know, th- there are definitely things. And the first time I listened to it, to be frank, I was like, this gives me very much like like loss of a child vibes mm-hmm. um but it could be about grief it could be about you know we know that she has her she's been very open about her mom's cancer diagnosis like yeah. it could be about the fear of losing her mom it's just you know it's it's I think largely about grief and it just I just wish to not ever listen to it every time it comes up I'm like jamming the skip button. <laughs> next okay so Paris what are your thoughts on that one first listen I was like whatever and I like it it's not my favorite I think it sounds really great and it's like fun and it's kind of like a little like it would be good on like a summer playlist like a little like bop playlist Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think I want to brainwash you into loving me forever is one of the greatest lyrics that she's ever um, <laughs> written in her entire life <laughs> and is like so true of her to do. Um, As she says, yeah. <laughs> the more I listen to it, the more I like it. It's just like was not one that totally stood out to me on first um, listen. That actually on the first listen of the 3 a.m. tracks, that was my favorite of all of them. Ooh um okay high infidelity oh my god actually this song the i mean the gossip in it is just too real i mean i just it's so good it's so good the april 29th what what does that mean okay so i have been i've long been a Gigi hadid birthday party truther that joe and taylor met at Gigi hadid's birthday party on april 28th at the nice guy in la Mm. okay um or that they met like at an after party after the um after but if you look at hold on if you go to taylorpictures.net um the outfit she's wearing in the pap pictures going to Gigi Hadid's birthday party looks like the dress that she's wearing in Bejeweled <gasps> oh my god <laughs> okay so that was was that right after Calvin Harris so they were still dating. So I think I think High Infidelity is like, I mean, we could speculate on whether she like legitimately cheated on him or not. Um, but I think it's kind of about like the like, you know, the the ending of the relationship. And she's like, I'm going to go out and I don't need you anymore. And then it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> gosh, I love that. This makes me like the song even more. Yeah, because like it's it's like great. I like I. My thing is I like, I like, like fast songs. Yeah. But once mm-hmm. I like know what things are about, I'm like, I got to listen with like my ears up Yeah, and like really take in the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, at, at the secret session, Taylor, like basically was like, Joe and I met and neither of us were in a place to be in a relationship. So we were like, we became friends, but the kind of friends who like, and then she like mimicked diving for her phone. And she's like that I would like die for my phone if he texted me and would like ask my friends what to text back. Like, oh, you're cute. Oh my God. That's so cute. Oh. So I like, I think they met and then, you know, she kind of like, you know, do I really have to tell you how he, how he brought me back to life? Like she kind of realized like, what, what am I doing? And then, um, she also very famous very famously she also very famously said at the secret session that she was in a relationship that she had to claw her way out of in regards to calvin harris mm-hmm. so i think she like like meeting joe like you know and like realizing that this guy was like you know kind of great and she was like what the fuck am i doing and then she you know i wanted to leave him i needed a reason and then she circled back to joe it does kind of like i'm always i'm gonna send you the the picture of this candid i'm always kind of like when she you know she's like neither of us were in a place to be in a relationship i think from context clues like he just was like a really promiscuous man which is his prerogative um and i get the sense that he was in like multiple like situationships at the time who calvin joe when they first met oh oh my god God, she looks real good. She looks real the good in this picture. Platinum blonde. The platinum blonde um era. What an era. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the bejeweled dress in the music video is black with all those multicolor gems on it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love. So. So you said glitch was your favorite. This is the last one we'll talk about. Was your favorite on the 3 a.m.? Yes. Actually, my favorite bonus track is Hits Different, but on. Wait, was, is that on the, is that on the Target one? This is yes. the one that I was talking okay. about. Okay. I got, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I need to get the Target one. But no, I, <laughs> my coworker was telling me that she got the Target version. She was like, honestly, the bonus track that's the Target version, like, is so good. It's like a two, uh, um, Y2K bop. It's so good. There's literally a lyric where she's like, I pictured you in love with other girls and then threw up on the street. (laughs) (laughs) I need to listen to it. Oh my God. So good. Oh my God. Wow. But yes, Glitch is my favorite, I think, of like the 3 a.m. tracks. And it gives me big King of My Heart vibes. Because in King of My Heart, she's like, I'm perfectly fine. I live on my own. Like I made up my mind. I'm like better off being alone. And then it's like, then suddenly you're like, yeah, oh my God. all at once you're the king of my heart. Like glitch is like five seconds later. I'm like fastening myself to you with a stitch. Yeah. Like we are <laughs> supposed to be just friends. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. She seriously is like every girl. Kind of psychotic, but like very <laughs> But like honestly, every girl in their mind what they're thinking, yes. but they don't want to yeah. act like they're that. too scared to like actually say it out loud. And I love that she doesn't just yeah. say it out loud; she yeah. sings it <laughs> for it to always be a song for I us. Know. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. And um, I just, I just think like I pictured you in love with other girls, and I threw up on the street, and then I want to brainwash you into loving me forever. Like she said those things. <laughs> I would love to know what Joe thinks about it. He's probably just like, yeah. (laughs) Me and my dimples and my accent. (laughs) Man, he must be packing some heat. Um (laughs) yeah, but in Hits Different, she also says, hold on. Uh... Oh, and I never don't cry at the bar my sadness is contagious i slur your name till someone puts me in a car i stopped receiving invitations oh my gosh like i think most people can relate to being the drunk girl at the bar crying about her ex i can personally relate to that i can i i do (laughs) like to cry at a bar it's it's fun (laughs) it feels better than crying at home right oh my god i i cannot wait to listen to this song Hmm. All right. So I want to know your top five. Do you have, like you said, you don't really know your top five yet. Okay. So I was trying to narrow it down earlier. I was making a playlist. I put all the songs in the playlist and I was like deleting them out. Um, and I think like I have lavender haze, sweet, nothing, karma and question are like locked and loaded in no particular order. My top four. And then like, I honestly think hits different would be five. I can't wait. I think it'd be five. But then also, like, I think you're on your own kid is like right there. Yeah. And then also like Maroon and Midnight Rain aren't too far behind. But I can at least say like Lavender Hay, Sweet Nothing, Karma, Question are locked and loaded. And then I I think it's probably either hits different or you're on your own kid. Oh, my God. Love. Those are that's a good 
top five. Really good. Really good. Um, one last question from me. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on a t- the a tour upcoming and like how do you think she's gonna like put everything together? Lover onward. Like, how is she gonna like fit everything in? Oh my god! First off, I thought you were gonna ask me for my star chart, and I got stressed because I don't know anything about astrology. Um, <laughs> What's your sun sign? <laughs> I made. I texted my friend Sydney if she ever listens to this. Shout out, shout out, Sydney! I said, Sydney, what are my big three? And she goes, You mean you're rising? And I was like, yeah, Big three, yeah. And you're then she, rising. Yeah. And I know you're Capricorn because you're yes. the same birthday as Carson. Oh, yes. She sent me a link, and then I sent her my chart, and she said, Great. So I'm a Cap Sun, a Cancer Moon, and a cap rising i am a real damn capricorn all three cap no cancer moon cancer Cancer moon Moon just like taylor Ah! oh my god you're so similar okay all right you're also a cancer moon no i'm a cancer cancer rising rising. just kidding so if sydney ever listens to this sydney i love you she's a taylor swift friend i met her during the on tumblr during the reputation era i love her with my whole heart and soul but um i think my best guess is that like she would have to do like a three song acoustic set on the B stage and every night do a different three songs. Oh. Three songs on the, what is the B stage? B stage. Like, so she'll be on the A stage. And remember how she always comes. You haven't been to a Taylor Swift No, concert. I don't know what that means. <gasps> okay. Have you, did you watch the like state, like Reputation Stadium tour on Netflix or whatever? She's, she is a I'm new a Taylor, Swift new Taylor Swift fan. Like, like there, I'm, I'm just so happy that now I have someone like her because. Cause I go all in when I, when I like artists. Yes. Because <laughs> I used to kind of be on my own little island like exhausting. out of all of my high school friends besides yeah. like Drew and Ann Temple. I listened to Taylor Swift, like your song I loved. And then I loved Fearless. And then I was kind of like, oh, I'm like, it, all her songs kind of started sounding the same and then I was just like it's fine like if people were like way far being a Swift you know it's like I cannot keep up like I'm just gonna yeah. like go on my One Direction way I just yeah. well I loved One Direction too yeah. but I've been to four Taylor Swift concerts and they have all been <laughs> so good and so she also- a stage and a B stage okay. she, yeah so she did this for like Red but it was less like Rep was the best like for yes. red she would go to like this little and she'd do like an acoustic like two songs or whatever and for red she like basically only did you belong like she like rotated like three songs and then yeah. like 1989 same thing um that's the only tour i haven't seen her on this 1989 she did another like thing where she did like she did like 15 or like another song yeah. her rep every night not every night there was some overlap but she every night she played a different song um and then she she would play nine times out of ten she would play dancing with her hands tied but then sometimes she would play so it goes on um guitar and then she'd do a surprise song um i saw it she would take it from when she did the meet and greets before if someone asked her to play a song yes she would play it yes we're cool or sometimes she would just like look on tumblr and sometimes she'd be like i haven't played this song in a while so i saw fearless on the b stage i saw the lucky one and then I saw Better Man, um, which was great. So I think she would like literally have to do like two or three songs of an acoustic set on the B stage and do a different because like there's some songs like you don't care. To, like who wants to hear Epiphany live? Like no one does. Like 
I'm just, it's sad. It's like really sad. It's about the pandemic. It's about her grandfather in war and like PTSD. Like there's some songs that like probably wouldn't hit, but there are like so many songs. And like, I think she would just have to do like a rotating, like two or three song set to do it. Yeah. She did dress on the B stage. Yes. So she like did um, delicate over and then finished delicate and then she did shake it off and then she did um, dancing with her hands tied or so it goes and then an acoustic song and then she went over to the other B stage and she did dress blank space and then started bad blood and then did bad blood over back to the stage yeah because when I saw her in reputation her little bubble that was supposed to take her to the one stage the the b stage oh my god you were at that concert I was at the one where she yes so it didn't work she went up and then she was still singing and she's like I'm stuck up here she said that and she was like what am I supposed to do and then they bring her back down in this bubble and she's still on the a stage and so she did um our song mm-hmm. our song acapella oh, as she as she walked across the stage to get onto the into the bubble to get to the stage be on the other side because she couldn't get to that one side wow. oh it was so Carson and I were like what is going on <laughs> like who is getting fired <laughs> was that at Philly that was like yeah, a Philly. Was Philly. Yeah. yeah I yeah it's so sad that I know that immediately off the top of my head right (laughs) but oh my god we are so lucky to have had really you on I don't know like I would have been like well this is obviously about bejeweled is about being bejeweled (laughs) (laughs) labyrinth being in a labyrinth (laughs) also I must give like credit where credit is due I spend so much time online there are people way smarter and more intellectual than I am who post theories and like make connections and like, you know, guesses and like whatever, you know, and I'm very lucky to have met some like incredible friends through the fandom. Like some people I still like have not met in real life and have been friends with them for six years. Um, So, so, you know, I just absorb a lot of information. And also again, as I knew literally that you went to the Philly show and that was the one that the thing broke. Like I have a little bit of an encyclopedic knowledge. (laughs) I was like, there's candidates of her leaving nice guy in LA for Gigi's. Right. Like literally like you out of thin air i had no idea that wildest dreams had anything to do with the guy from big little lies (laughs) (laughs) like what (laughs) like yeah if you see this picture from this day like oh my god but we are so lucky to have you and thank you so much for being on thank you for having me i had so much fun do you want to shout out your Tumblr, your Twitter, Spotify. your Spotify, anything? Oh my God. Yes. My Spotify, my Spotify is M-E-G-G-Y-M-A-C-K-S. I have a playlist that has 7,000 likes. Um, what is tea. it? It's called Bucky Barnes choking you with his metal arm. Um, <laughs> it's Bucky Barnes. He's a Marvel character. Oh um, you know, Twitter you know perhaps people i've gone viral a couple times in the taylor swift twitter verse taylor nation did quote tweet me last week oh my god cool which was exciting my twitter name is hologram swift because i famously did call taylor swift a hologram to her face when i met her 
hilarious. My Tumblr, I wish to keep that off the books. Okay. If you know my Tumblr, you know, and that's so great for you. I don't need to advertise it for anyone. Yes. And I may, in fact, know. <laughs> well, I'll put probably in the Spotify on the link in the description. And I am um going to, I told my, I am in a group chat called Mrs. Jonas, which is, they're all Taylor Swift fans. So we all love the Jonas Brothers. Love. Um, And I told them that I was doing this and they were all very excited. And I said, I would send this episode to them. So they're Thank all stoked. You. Oh my God. Shout out to Mrs. Jonas. Shout out. <laughs> I love that so much. And I'm going to see you or we're both going to see you in like two weeks. I know. Are you so excited? I'm, are you so excited? What does it matter if I'm excited? <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> I am so excited. I have a appointment to get a blowout that morning. Love. We love a blowout. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have my dress. I have my shoes. I'm just so excited are like it's your wedding are you excited uh, yeah it should be good kind of should be a good should be <laughs> a good time. like shrugging should be a good time <laughs> she's like yeah. all right well thank you megan and we really appreciate you being on of course i had so much fun oh, love, it. love you all right thank you, you. bye, bye. bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked us, loved us, or maybe even tolerated us, share us with your friends. And be sure to follow us on Instagram. It's at TSWBpod. We would love a follow, and we would love a rating and review on Spotify and Apple. We really appreciate it. Love you. Love you so much.